Good evening, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation or use that KPL app chat and let us know your thoughts on the topics of the day. It's your 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by our friends at Service Chevrolet just around the corner at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette. If you hear a crashing sound, my six-year-old daughter is in here in the studio with me, and she is eager to learn about the radio business, but she is also twirling around in one of the spinny chairs. So uh, if I suddenly, if you hear a crash and I suddenly go quiet for a bit or start swearing, that's what's going on. But I'm hoping that she's going to sit still, although like me, she's got a little bit of the ADD. So we're just going to try to make it through this as best as possible. Anyway, when I left here yesterday, I did not anticipate that people at the White House would be so incompetent that they would actually let Joe Biden go up in in front of a bunch of reporters and defend himself against Robert Hur's special counsel report. First of all, let's let's let us all give thanks to the man who gave us this wonderful treasure. Merrick Garland has once again died for our sins. Because Merrick Garland's political career is bound to be over at this point. Under the rules in terms of the special counsel, the special counsel's report doesn't get released unless the DOJ releases it. And that means Merrick Garland, who is the attorney general. It could not have been released unless he had said so. And he apparently released it unredacted with nothing taken out. And so we got these wonderful clips talking about how Joe Biden is not mentally fit to stand before a jury. And the Democrats' reaction to that has remained incredible. They would rather Joe Biden have been indicted than the special counsel say, I can't indict him. A jury would find him mentally unfit. And that's the thing. The Democrats are focusing on what they're calling gratuitous and inappropriate comments by Robert Hur. But he wrote all the stuff about Biden's mental fitness for a reason. He explained why he could not charge him. Joe Biden clearly broke the law, but if he brought charges, he would be found mentally unfit by a jury because of the stuff they saw in their interviews of Biden, in their deposition of Biden. And so Robert Hurd did not bring charges because he was not ever going to be able to convince a jury that Biden was mentally fit enough to be able to do it. But then they... For some reason, for reasons that are unknown to me, the White House staff either did not stop Joe Biden or actually actively encouraged him to go speak in front of a bunch of reporters. And he was on the attack the entire time. He gets asked about what the uh, what what the uh, what the special counsel said in, in this clip with one reporter. Oh, wait, it would help if I hit the right button, right? It would help if I hit the right button. Once again, I am not your judgment. That is your judgment. Okay, let's try this again. For months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Many American people have been watching and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is your judgment. That is your judgment. That is not the judgment of the press. They express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. 
Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? What, what is your answer to that question? I'm the most qualified person in this country to be president of the United States and finish the job I started. That is him being combative with reporters who are normally friendly. Uh, then there's this where he basically misconstrues what the special counsel wrote. Not share classified information. I did not share it. With your ghostwriter. With my ghostwriter. I did not. Guarantee you did not. But the special counsel said it. Well, no, he did did not say that. Okay. He did not say that. But, Mr. President, let me answer your question. The fact of the matter is, what I didn't want repeated, I didn't want him to know, and I didn't read it to him, was I had written a long memorandum to President Obama why we should not be in in Afghanistan. And I was of multiple pages. And so what I was referring to, I said classified, I should have said it was should be private because it was a contact between the president and the vice president as to what was going on. That's what he's referring to. It was not classified information in that document. And that's not quite right, because even CNN is pointing out that, yeah, actually, Biden did share key classified documents with his ghostwriter. Joe Biden, established by this report, Joe Biden retained sensitive classified documents after he left the vice presidency. Marked the, classified? Or? Yes, marked classified, highest level, top secret SCI. They related to our international affairs, to war plans, to foreign relations. He knew it. He knew it. He's on tape after he's out of the vice presidency saying to his autobiographer, the classified documents are in the basement. He knew it. But he just denied that. That's, exactly. that, that so was that's a key part of the report. It's the second sentence in the report, and he just denied sharing that with the ghostwriter. And I yep. just looked at this closely. Uh, they had recorded conversations between Biden and this ghostwriter. Exactly. Yeah, so they, they've, they've caught him in a line. And I know there's a lot of audio to play, but this, this stuff is, is incredible. The level of narcissism and ego that it takes for Joe Biden to read this report and to walk away from it and still try to dis- to defend himself. The White House is saying, well, he was uh, he was not charged. There was not enough. The, the special counsel's report said he broke the law unequivocally. And when most people note that the buck stops at the president's desk, where does Joe Biden think the buck stops? It stops with his staff. You take responsibility for at least being careless with classified material. I take responsibility for not having seen exactly what my staff was doing. It goes in and points out things that appeared in my garage, things that came out of my home, things that were were moved not by me, but my staff, but my staff. This is he's not going to take any responsibility for it. His staff put it there. His staff left it in old dilapidated cardboard boxes, unlocked drawers, unlocked cabinets, all of that. His staff is responsible, not him, his staff. He cannot take responsibility. And the thing that that probably offended him the most is the Bo Biden thing, where the, the report says he could not even remember the day that his son, Bo Biden, had died. I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of 
Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. And I feel for him. I really do. But if he cannot remember the day that his son died, and he has routinely lied about his son's death. He has routinely lied about it and acted as though his son died in combat or something along those lines. He has never been accurate in talking publicly about his son's death. But the fact of the matter is, Joe Biden is mentally unfit. The special counsel said so. And the special counsel is not a trained psychologist. He's not a trained doctor, anything like that. But as a prosecutor, you know, you know that if somebody is not capable of going up on the witness stand, of testifying before a court and before a jury, they're not going to be found guilty because they are not going to be found mentally fit. A jury will say... A jury will say that he they, he cannot he he cannot be guilty. He, he does not have the mental capacity to have been able to do this. And you can say it's a two tier justice system. And yes, Joe Biden should face some sort of punishment on this. But this is probably way more devastating. This is way more devastating than charges being brought or or recommending charges against him for breaking the law. Because at the end of the day, Joe Biden can't defend this. This is not something that his campaign can just come up with a cute little strategy and wish cast away. They can't cover this up. They can't spin it any other way. They, They really can't. The American people see it. It's reflected in the American people's polling. Biden and his team cannot defend against it. The best they can hope for is not letting him speak too much, not letting him do long, unscripted interviews and commentary, but every chance he gets, go out and attacks Donald Trump. That's the best he's got, and he's going to be running another basement campaign, so he's not even going to be able to do that very much. That's all he has left. This is probably the worst day, the worst two days, the worst end of a week, Joe Biden has had because yesterday was a terrible day. Donald Trump looks like he was going to do very well at the Supreme Court. This report came out. That speech happened last night. And all day today, this is what everybody in the media has talked about. All the folks who are preparing their Sunday shows, this is all their, 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 re, their, their, uh, their restructuring their shows for Sunday morning to talk about this issue rather than some of the other issues the Biden administration probably wants to talk about more. This is what they're focusing on now. It's going to be the news cycle from hell for Joe Biden. Let's take a break. When we get back, we will talk more about this, plus your calls, your comments, everything on the KPEL app chat and more. 232-1542 is the number. We'll be back in just a moment on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL 232-1542. It's your 5 o'clock news cruise. Thanks to our friends just around the corner, Service Chevrolet here in Lafayette, 1212 Ambassador Caffrey, just around the corner from the station, or check them out online, servicegm.com, is also the place that you can go to see all of the inventory, and they get new inventory all the time, new and used vehicles right there on the lot, Louisiana's largest selection of Chevrolets right here in the heart of Acadiana in Lafayette. you got to check them out because it's not just cars. But also uh, body, uh, body shop, uh, collision repair, fine line custom auto, 
uh, the wash. I mean, they have so much there to help you with all of your automotive needs. you got to go check them out. Service Chevrolet, their family helping yours for the last 50 years. Check them out online, servicegm.com, 1212 Ambassador Caffrey here in Lafayette. So one of the things about this that, that I think bother from this is hilarious to talk about. Obviously, the Democrats are freaking out. And uh, I, I it, it's fu- I don't I don't think the elder abuse that goes on with keeping Joe Biden in office is funny. But the, the, the freak out, the dim meltdown is is kind of funny on this. There's a problem, though. And I want to talk about the speech last night. I want to talk about the people who work for Joe Biden for just a second. Everyone who either didn't resist Biden's urge to give that speech or who thought it was a good idea or actively helped it move forward, every one of those people needs to be fired. And it's not, look, there's no Democrat who's listening to me talk on News Talk 96.5 KPL in South Louisiana. No Democrat listening to me is like, we should listen to that guy. He's got our best interest at heart. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that's to help the Democrats. They're not going to listen to me. That's the beauty of me giving advice to the Democrats is I know I'm right. I'm a little egotistical of me. I know. But I know I'm right, and they're not going to listen. Every person who was part of that speech needs to be fired. Why? Because it shows that the people who were part of that administration are absolutely incapable of running a country. If they don't understand how bad it is, to put a man who was just declared mentally unfit to stand trial before the American people and let him go out and confuse once again world leaders and let him make a fool of himself and prove to the American people and the world that he's mentally unfit. If they don't see why that can be a problem, they let that go forward. Every single one of them needs to be fired. Because they are incapable of running a country. And you and I knew that. We knew that already. They are not capable of running a country. But last night was something that every professional in Washington, D.C. looked at on in horror. Because they knew it was a bad idea. Everybody except the folks in the White House knew it was horrible. Joe Biden should fire his entire staff and try to start over and make the most out of the next several months. 232-1542 is the number, or use that KPL app chat to be part of the conversation. We'll take a break, and when we get back, talk about some more of your news of the day, including the Super Bowl. We'll talk about that when we get back here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation, or like Billion Church Point. And uh, like Shaky and Bro Bridge both have uh, commented on Joe Biden, talked a lot about Joe Biden in the last half hour. Going to talk about the Super Bowl here in a sec, but I do want to let you know. I've got. All right. So, I, OK, I, I'm I'm a millennial. Obviously, uh, I, I like the idea of brunch. I like the concept and the idea of brunch. And there's a place in town that I really recommend you try for their Sunday brunch, full service on Sundays from 9 to 3 p.m. at Market Eats, two locations, Lafayette and Broussard. I've had a chance to try some of their, their their biscuit sandwiches. They have a spicy chicken biscuit, chicken thigh, cheddar, candied jalapenos, hot honey, spicy mayo. It's fantastic. They also have uh, Steen's Boudin Biscuit, crispy boudin, pepper jack cheese, candied jalapenos, crunchy onions, Steen's spicy mayo, 
That's just two of the amazing items they have on their brunch menu. But Market Eats is so much more than brunch. They have a full menu during the week that you can take, you, you can test out. But it's not just that. They also, they also are a marketplace. They have shelf items that you can pick up, including their hot honey, truffle honey, their candied jalapenos, specialty seasonings, truffle hot sauce. You go and you sit down and eat. You can try all sorts of great things. Uh, great craft cocktails, frozen drinks, espresso martinis, local brews, a reserved wine list. They're a great restaurant and a great little market that you can go and pick up some of their best items. Right there, Market Eats in Lafayette and Broussard. Two locations, local, all original recipes, cooked fresh when ordered. All of those recipes designed locally by their owner, Brian McLean. I guarantee if you go try Market Eats, you're going to like it. Check them out. Market Eats, two locations, Lafayette and Broussard. All right. The big game is on Sunday, isn't it? We got the Super Bowl coming. It's a tough one, isn't it? You got Taylor Swift on one end, and you have the entire city of San Francisco on the other, neither of which are really... Savory options if you're just a fan of classic football. Nonetheless, we will talk about it a little bit. So going right in, I will tell you that Taylor Swift aside, I do like the Chiefs. I like Andy Reid. I like Patrick Mahomes. I like Travis Kelsey. I like a lot of the talent on the Chiefs. Um, on the San Francisco side, uh, they have some good talent too. Obviously, we've got a, 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 a Elijah Mitchell uh, who was from Erath. Uh, I actually covered him while he was in high school. He was carrying his high school team on his on his back when he was a freshman running back uh, at Erath High. Uh, played for the Cajuns, did great there. Now he's at San Francisco. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is fantastic talent. Uh, they've got lots of good talent on the 49ers, too. I just think that there's a lot of momentum, a lot of headwind with the Chiefs going into this one. Uh, obviously, Taylor Swift is kind of, you know, dominating the headlines and everything, which I really don't appreciate, but the NFL is latched onto because they're the NFL and they just want to make uh, a bunch of money and, and using Taylor Swift to increase their ratings and their viewership is, that's just, uh, that's just important to them. But I, I, I tend to lean toward the chiefs, both in terms of personal preference and who I think is actually going to come out, just kind of looking at, at the stats and the talent and everything. But I am interested in hearing your thoughts. I think it will be a pretty interesting game. Uh, and there's there's lots of reasons, not just, you know, the again, the, the drama and the ratings and all that, but I, I think it, it will actually be a really good game. Let's uh, actually, you know what, let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Who's on the line? Uh, this is Don. Hey, Don, what's up? Well, I wasn't going to talk Biden, but now you went football, so we're going to go there. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> Look, I love uh, Andy Reid. I love Travis Kelsey. Um, but Mahomes, to me, crybaby. And what I really like about this game is just the Purdy story. Yes. Mr. Yes. Relevant for a year and a half, you know, and has come so far and everyone's kind of shooting on him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a game changer, and Joe Montana did a big thing. of, Well, no, I wasn't either. It was, I'm a game manager. Yeah. Or I'm the mailman. I get the ball where it needs to be, and I do it well. And mm-hmm. 
But for a kid that was drafted last, yeah, to be at this position and where he went last year, I think is just a phenomenal story. And because of the, just because of that, I would like to see San Fran win. I I understand that. I do like Brock Purdy and the Brock Purdy story as well. Uh, the guy he gets the lowest possible wage in the NFL, which again is eight hundred thousand a year, which is yeah. way more than I'll ever make. But still. Like compared to the people that are making multi multi millions, you know, signing these massive tens of millions of dollars worth of contract over however I mean, the guy gets the bare minimum. He drives like an old Toyota truck that's like ten years old or something. He he does he he right. doesn't have a huge house. I mean, he lives very within his means. He's also very open about his faith and stuff like that, which I really love too. I really like somebody who's yeah. just very very down home and and very just like honest and and really just. Wholesome's not quite the word I'm looking for, but he he's 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 just kind of he, he feels real. He feels like a real person compared to some of the personalities in professional sports. Yes, and and you look at last year, uh, you know, at the NFC, he brought him all the way. I mean, he was fourth string quarterback. Yeah, and the guys in the locker room said, "Well, he's big, B Purdy." Yeah. Because he's got a pair. And I'm like, this is a young kid who got drafted last. Yeah. And this is how his teammates are talking about him. I, I just think it's a phenomenal story. I hope it's a good game. And, uh, you know, I, again, I appreciate you uh, taking my call. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate you calling in. Have a great weekend. And I love your show, by the way. Thank you. I I appreciate that <laughs> so much, too. Thank you. Uh, thank you again. Right. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy Mardi Gras. All right, 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or use that KPL app chat as well. Yeah, that's one of the things I was going to get to. The Brock Purdy story is just its own storyline, which is a fantastic, fantastic uh, story to pay attention to on the San Francisco side. I mean, again, yeah, uh, this is a guy who was drafted last. He makes the bare minimum for by NFL standards in terms of salary lives well within his means, but he's just this honest down home kind of guy. Uh, and, and just the fact that he is, he, he keeps his head down. He does his job. He does the work. He carries his team very well. He does so much for him. I would love to see him bring his help, bring his team that championship, help bring them a Super Bowl win. Again, I, I lean toward the chiefs. I, I think the chiefs kind of have the advantage going in, but the Brock Purdy story makes this a very interesting one to watch come on Sunday. You know, there's another part of this as well. It's the it's the part everybody jokes about being their favorite, but also kind of semi-seriously years ago it was. Everybody's favorite's kind of died down a bit. It's the commercials. There's a story that's come out here recently that I wanted to point out. Let's let's see. Where, yes, so the Wall Street Journal. This year's Super Bowl ads will variously appeal to America's sweet tooth, plead for tolerance and seek redemption for Bud Light, but most will share one thing in common. Marketers, even deeper than usual, desire to avoid offending anyone. Their supersized trepidation is inspired largely by the example of the aforementioned alcohol, which suffered damaging consumer boycott last year after its social media promotion with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. The brand's marketing chief exited in the drama. It has been un, it has usually been what a 
uh, that when a brand gets into trouble like that, it recovers fairly quickly and people forget about it and move on. This situation has been so different because the brand has been hit very hard and it really hasn't bounced back, according to Tim Calkins, a marketing professor at Northwestern University's Kellogg School of Management. I think they're learning from the example of recent brands. And these major advertisers, they're not going to do a whole lot of social justice. They're not going to do a whole lot of woke. Um, they'll try to slide some in there. But there's also another ad campaign that's going on that you need to be aware of. It, it's, it, we saw it last year. We're going to see it again this year. The He Gets Us ad campaign. The religious, the Christian-themed uh, ads. They were pretty powerful last year. I think they're going to be pretty powerful again this year. Um, but we're kind of seeing this turning point where advertising is getting back to advertising and not telling these super woke stories. I'm also very interested to see which commercial is going to try to make us cry this year. There's always one. There's always one commercial that tries to make us cry. Um, and I'd be eager. I, I'm assuming it's going to be either Budweiser or, uh, or a car company trying to make us cry. Usually, usually Chevy tries to make us cry at Christmas. Um, maybe they'll try again. I don't know. I don't know what the list of commercials is going to be for this year, but it's going to be very interesting to watch that as part of the whole presentation too. I'm very, very interested though, to see how people react to these commercials. And you know that the commercials are going to be switching back to toward the middle of the culture war. If you see a bunch of lefty activists complaining about the lack of, of, diverse messaging, which I imagine we're going to see some complaints of that. We, we're always going to see it, but I think it's going to be super loud this year. 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. Again, Super Bowl, if you want to send your – open up the app, send your predictions for the Super Bowl in. Let me know who you think is going to win. Uh, I think it will be a, a great game to watch. Let's go ahead and take this final break. We'll wrap up in just a sec here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPL. It's your 5 o'clock news cruise. And we're going to be cruising right along to 6 o'clock when we get back here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. About to wrap up the show, but I do want to let you know that if you are looking for a dentist, I recommend my dentist, Dr. Daniel Dekun Associates. Go check him out, thelafayettedentist.com. Uh, anything that you could possibly need in terms of dental work, they can do for you. Uh, cleaning, x-rays, they can consult you on your tooth pain, figure out the root cause of that. Maybe it's a root canal that you need, uh, cavities, fillings, you know, crowns, whatever, even cosmetic dental work. They do all of that to make sure that you are taken care of. And the best part is you absolutely get to go in and come out stress-free. There is no stress when you talk to Dr. Danielle Deku and Associates they make the effort so freaking easy, and I love that the most about going over there. Go check them out. Check out thelafayettedentist.com. You can find all the information. Reach out to them from there. Schedule an appointment. Schedule a consultation. Get your dental needs taken care of. All right. Before we go, let's see. Uh, Rob on the app, uh, when he's saying who he hopes wins the Super Bowl, Hoping our local sports bars wins. They really need the win after the last couple of years. So go out and watch the game and have some drinks and tip heavy. Absolutely. Support local businesses. Support your local sports bars. And make sure 
that uh, they can win just as much as whatever other team wins. Now, before we go, moment of zen from our dear friend, Senator John Kennedy, talking to Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Madam Secretary, I've I've watched you for years, even before I came to Washington. And uh, when I have time, I do. I I, I enjoy reading your speeches. Um, I think you're what cool looks like. Um, you're, you're a good sport to go out every day and try to defend Bidenomics. It's like trying to defend a, uh, a fungal infection. Uh, Bidenomics is really just paying more to live worse, isn't it? You're a good sport to go out every day and try to defend Bidenomics. It's trying. It's like trying to defend a fungal election. And that is why a lot of my friends in Washington, D.C., even the ones on the left who are in the media there, they love John Kennedy because they love his sound bites. And that's just another great one. But he's absolutely right. Janet Yellen has to go out and defend Bidenomics every day. And the Americans aren't buying the spin. The Americans aren't buying the spin on the economy. They're not buying the spin on immigration. They're not buying the spin that Joe Biden is mentally fit. And it's all going to come to a head. The Democrats are realizing if the election's held today, Biden loses, and it might not even be all that close. But the election isn't being held today, is it? Still a lot more to come. It's going to be a crazy election year, and we're going to be right here for the ride. You guys have a great, great weekend. I'll talk to you again on Lundy Graw. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, and email Joe at RedState.com. The podcast going live shortly over at Substack, Substack.com. Look for The Joe Cunningham Show, or you can get the podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast normally. If you get them from there, though, and you've subscribed, also leave a rating and a review. Helps the show grow. Have a great weekend. Talk to you again soon here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.